back this week um, moving forward uh, for this particular game um, and you know we'll see exactly how things go from there from week to week but PJ is the starter this week. Uh, I'm not going to elaborate why I made the decision. It's something that um, I felt like this week was the best and um, you know with, with that being said I just move on. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you right here on a Tuesday. It's Futures Day here. We also have the present. Week 10 of the NFL to get to. We'll get to some line movement here. Uh, and we'll talk to our guy Ian McDonald, CRG Futures. We also have to work in before this hour ends we got to talk about the MLB award finalists. We didn't hit on that. We had six months. We discussed this stuff here on the show where we thought the value was. So we have our three finalists. And then I guess a few weeks from now, we get the actual winners, but we know who the three finalists are. So we'll get to that. We start there, Joe, with, uh, with Steve Wilkes, the interim coach of the Panthers, talking about starting P.J. Walker on, on Thursday in the first game of Week 10. Falcons at the Panthers. I'm seeing Falcons a 3.3. Now, that line's moved up. I think it was two and a half when I first saw it yesterday. Move to three. Walker's going to start. What are the Panthers doing at quarterback? feels like every week is there's a new thing. You know, P.J. Walker had that amazing throw a couple weeks ago against the Falcons. Played a pretty good game there. Great throw. They lose in overtime. He was horrendous to start the game against the Bengals. They pull him out. Baker comes back in. Now we're going back to P.J. Walker. And they activated Sam Darnold off of the, um, the injured list. So, I don't know. I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Who starts and finishes every Panther game at quarterback? No idea. So I, I was just going over all the line movements from where we were 24 hours ago. We have four teams on by instead of six this week. Four teams on by, that gives us 14 games. Of the 14 games, how many uh, point spreads were adjusted in the last 24 hours of the 14? Would you guess? Um, is the number high or low? High. Very Let's high. say... 10 11 wow 11 of the point of the 14 games uh moved on the point spread and some of it i get some of it's overreaction it, it's it's pretty intriguing anytime you have something like around three that that number seems to go and we had so many pushes this week like with your final bet you kind of you got to push on one which is, you know, it, it depends when you bet it. I mean, we had we had a couple on field goal numbers, right? This past week we had the Washington game. Mm -hmm. What was the other one? The Atlanta yep. game. The, the Atlanta game. Uh, and they both were different some. at some point. Right, right. Depending yes. when you get it, winner, loser, or push. It could have been any of the three. So uh, these numbers are tight. Jason Scott just uh, mentioned that with us, how they're in a better spot, that we're not seeing early sharp money because they, they have a larger sample, sample size on all of these teams, and these numbers get tighter. This is what we're at right now in the NFL. That's where we get with every sport. Like, there are professional bettors that bet some sports heavy early. Like, college basketball just started. Their sharps are killing college basketball over the next couple of months. And then some of them are going to walk away once we get to January and February when you get some of these tighter lines. So I, I think that's pretty interesting the amount of movement that we have i mean we, we can start anywhere you want carolina was one of those numbers and that was an adjustment the falcons are a three-point road favorite at carolina 
uh, coming up. And just yesterday, that number was two and a half. So a little, little snap back to reality with P.J. Walker over the weekend because people started talking about, okay, is P.J. Walker actually good? And then we saw what happened with the Panthers over the weekend. Yeah, he's not. Um, he had a great throw, but he's not a good quarterback. Yeah. Now it's a short week. Now, the, the number moving to three worries me. I do – my first instinct is Falcons this week, though. It's a short week with a coach that has more experience, and it's probably just a way better coach, you know, Arthur Smith versus Steve Wilkes. They just saw each other. I think that helps out the Falcons seeing the, the, the Panthers for the second streak. I'm not sure how much, how much it helps out. Carolina. So that's my thought. But if we get over the three, I might stay away from that one. Um, here's another one. Uh, the second game of the week. You said this one, I think, certainly had line movement. Seahawks, that number is getting bigger in terms uh-huh. of, of plus on the Seahawks side. It was one and a half, and now we're up to two and a half against the Bucks. Correct. Correct. Bucks are now a two and a half point favorite. That's, um, that's sharp money coming in on the Bucks. And, uh, and those betters are taking a look at this matchup. One thing we can't say about Tampa Bay is they have a good run defense, and that's how Seattle's going to use their offense. They're going to go through Kenneth Walker. So, and may, <laughs> we've been on repeat for how many how many weeks now? But people are waiting to say, "Oh, is that the one?" Now is Brady got the comeback win late? You saw the mojo they gave him twenty million opportunities to win it at the end, and he actually won it at the end this time around. So maybe now he's going to do it again. Now he's going to go back to OBT, old TB12, divorce is final. Yeah, all this crap. Narrative stuff. A lot of narrative stuff there, too. But uh, matchup-wise, that's why people are betting it. Before the season, if I could have told you, you can get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady playing inside of a field goal against Seattle. Like, you jump all over that. So I'm sure the priors is a big reason people are betting Tampa Bay, but that's what's happening early on. Last three weeks, the number one defense in the NFL in yards per play allowed. The Seattle Seahawks. I, I, I yeah. mean, I, I don't know why we're creeping. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like we're creeping on Tampa Bay being a three point favorite. They can't move the ball. They don't, Not their offense isn't good. I, 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 yeah, I I'm just giving you their side of it. No yeah. way. No way am I laying points. I, I never considered laying it with the Rams. And that ended up being a push for some bad beat if you had Close. the Rams in that one. You're dominating the entire game, you're controlling it at least. It shouldn't say dominate. You're controlling the point spread, right? And then at the very end, you give them another opportunity, and they they finally end up coming through. So, I that that's the argument. That's what's happening with the movement. It's not getting three, right? Three I'm gonna, Seattle. I, I'm going to jump on. I'm jumping on Seattle if it's three. Yeah, I, I, I would take that if it gets there. Um, we've had a lot around these key numbers and. The Josh Allen speculation, right? It cut sure. through the key number of seven. It was seven and a half yesterday, and now we're sitting six and a half inside of a touchdown. Buffalo Bills hosting Minnesota. That's all that is. Josh Allen stuff. Feels like he's not playing this week. I mean, I just the way the wording is, I'd be surprised. Aren't they going to be extra cautious if it's just a strain? If it's just an elbow strain, why would he play this week? I just I don't see any way he plays. Now, they could still win without him. Case Keenum is, is certainly a viable quarterback, and they've got a really good team. They could win the game against a, a pretty good Vikings team, not a team I think is great, but I'm not, I don't think he's playing this week. That's my read on this. Okay. Uh, you might be right. The more we've heard 
Uh, we don't have any anything definitive at the moment. But you cut through that number of seven. I think that's significant. The look-ahead line was nine and a half last week. So when you had a healthy Josh Allen, nine and a half, they're thinking maybe ten. So they're playing it in between right now. So they, they were getting some money at the plus seven and a half on Minnesota. They took those bets yesterday. They moved it inside. What does it go if Allen's out? How far are we moving? Nine and a half to what? Like go to last last week he was healthy. Nine and a half. We go all the way to. That's how we should four and look at it. Did we get to four and inside a field goal? goal? That's what I was thinking. Around three. Do we get inside of a field goal or is it at three? I mean, if it's three, aren't you betting the Vikings against Case Keenum? Yep. <laughs> Thinking about betting the Vikings now. I well, mean, again, I yeah, running team. Yeah, might as well like kind of bet them now either way, right? Running team against, or at least a good running back, against a team that the last couple weeks has not been able to tackle or stop good run games. I don't Paul is ready to fade, to fade the Bills right out of this season. You can hear it in his voice the last couple of weeks. He was on the Jets last he's, week. He's flying after that last week. Yeah, Jets out. I didn't Come expect on. to be here. I didn't expect to be here, but here we are. What What do you What did you think about our AFC East conversation? Which team Which is the team to bet if you're not going Bills? I want to believe in the Dolphins, but they just. I think we said yesterday they're not stopping anyone really. So nope. I think if I had to choose one for me, I'm ruling out the Patriots as bad, like as bad as that game was with the Colts. Like the Patriots weren't great either. They kept settling for field goals, no. long field goals. They're so bad. Like they were three, yeah, I'm out three on the Patriots. Three point three or something. Yeah. And the Colts were what? Two. Yeah. So I am, yeah. I'm not even considering the Patriots. I think it's the, probably the Jets. And just because the 20. number, like I like the fact that they have the same number is a little ridiculous. It seems, but if I had to, I'll stay on my Jets. You know, tip a little bit my coming off of last my week. Jets. Receipts, Paul and Sala, but I will collecting them. He is collect them all week. Let the lead of uh, Peter King's Football Morning in America. Um, I will say, Vikings good running back, and we mentioned this yesterday. Twenty first in rush EPA, so not necessarily a great run game. So. Mm. Worth mentioning. And also worth mentioning, Vikings defense is horrendous. So True. can Case Keenum score on them? How many points is too many points for the Packers to get at home? I know the Packers aren't good. <laughs> and I, I, saw, I, I saw your quote, Joe, yesterday about them maybe losing almost all their games the rest of the season. They're bad. But they're getting five and a half points. If this creeps towards a touchdown at home – I guess no. like a good Cowboys nope. team with a good Cowboys defense feels nope. like a lot of points. Nope, I am not betting Green Bay. It is a lot of points. I've never thought I'd see this. You have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. He's up in Lambeau, and you're getting this much against a team that is not viewed as a top three team in the league right now? I mean, they're I good. Know. I like Dallas, but uh, Dallas coming off the bye, okay. How is Rodgers going to score on this? He, they can't score in general. How are they going to score on the Cowboys? Is today his day to go on Pat McAfee's show and blame everybody else, or is, is that is that I forget what I day he goes on and blames everybody? Tomorrow, Tuesday or Wednesday? Okay. Is it Tuesdays or Wednesdays? Oh, yeah. It's one or the other. Well, yeah. Tuesdays so, the off day. Yeah, 
Is he going to take some responsibility for throwing two end zone picks, or is that somebody else's fault? He was terrible. What do you, what, what do you think? No, he's not going to take responsibility. <laughs> it's everyone else's fault but his. Highest paid player in the league, playing like crap. When you've lost Horvey, you've lost everyone. He's talking about tanking for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or something. It's in he a bad they way. Could go, they, they, could, they could finish with three wins. It's like if you lose at Lions, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> of course it could. Um, uh, yeah, so yesterday it was four and a half. Now it's five and a half. Those are dead numbers. If you like Dallas, bet it now. This is going to six or seven, right? Anybody betting Green Bay? I can't imagine. After what we saw last week, that doesn't seem possible. Um, all right, how about one that the look-ahead compared to now? You mentioned look-ahead a few minutes ago, Joe, is, is pretty significant. I think the look-ahead on Niners-Chargers was about three and a half. It was, it was not much more than a field goal if I remember seeing it last week. It's seven now. Yeah. Seven. It was the look, Niners. The look-ahead was three and a half. It was six and a half yesterday. Now we're on the key of seven. I mean, I like the Niners much better. Seven? That seems so. This is why? Why? Why the adjustment? That's a big adjustment. I mean, why? Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Uh, Who they just just lost? They we don't know, but they were last week. They just lost another offensive lineman uh, this past (laughs) week. I think went on IR. They can't stop the run. Like it's a really bad matchup. Um, So there's that. Herbert. You would think Herbert should be able to keep them inside a field goal. Oh, and sorry, inside of a touchdown, but I'm not interested in the San Francisco side. I'll say that. And it, and if you're only scoring 20 points against Atlanta, how many points are you going to score against San Francisco? Yeah, and to Paul's point, the Falcons ran for 201 on them. Kyle Shanahan's watching that tape and saying, "We're gonna yeah. we're gonna run for 300 on them." Like, I have Christian McCaffrey now. Like, we're going to run all day. Yeah, McCaffrey's probably going to score three touchdowns again or be involved in three touchdowns again. Uh, We might have to bet that. But are you laying seven against the Chargers? I'm not. I can't. I'm not. I'm not either. I will say Niners in the most recent quartile of the season, bottom 10, drop back EPA on defense. Like, Herbert should be able to do some things against that pass defense. That's interesting. I agree. A uh, couple numbers that went 2-3. We talked about uh, being around that key number. These went up 2-3. Chicago is now a field goal favorite against Detroit. That was 2.5 yesterday. Tennessee now a field goal favorite against Denver. Denver coming off the bye. So people were impressed with what they saw on Sunday night, apparently. That, that went a full point in the last 24 hours. Tennessee from minus two to minus three. Uh, Chicago minus three. <laughs> I can't believe the Bears are favored by a field goal for an NFL team. That Titans offense against a really good Broncos defense? Mm-mm. Not interested. Yeah, I think that game could be weird. Joe O, Joe G, BetQL Daily, our guy Ian McDonald, CRG Futures. He joins us next to talk futures across the sports world. And then Lightning Bet's coming up after that, right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.